Listener Production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Well, hello there. Tired. I'm not so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like that this year is running concurrently with last year? That's what I feel like. I feel like all the things I was supposed to do last year, I'm just doing this year. No, just, I don't know. I'm just tired. picking a bit I'm of not normally, I know, I'm picking a bit off of your pen booger there. off my pen. Um, <laughs> I am not normally one to be tired. So when I'm tired, I'm probably you know, just a whinger. Stuff's real. Um, yeah, you know, it's really hit the fan. Yeah. Um, no. I don't know today. You can't <laughs> ask me these questions today because okay. I'm not sure that I have the answers. But I think, um, you know, winter is really kicking in and I'm mm. not a fan. Okay. It's not a fan. It's your body just saying time to chill, yeah, literally. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, the reason I say that is I am really tired, but I realised I'm trying to do way too many things at once and a bit frazzled around the edges. You're and that's just, okay. You are trying to make up for lost time. Yeah. But we did have an opportunity recently to maybe unravel a little bit of that. And I actually couldn't do it because I didn't have time. And the irony of that I'm realizing today is quite enormous. Well, that's interesting. You know what? I've looked in my diary this week and mm-hmm. I have a whole like, <laughs> I have a whole two like days blocked out for like, what are they not pamper sessions, but they're oh. definitely like I've been invited to some places oh. and I'm like, wow, Me that time. couldn't be any more like let's just go bang, bang, mm. Wednesday, Friday. If I'm not feeling chill by the end of this week, there's something going on. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, lucky you. I might come in your handbag. So I'm just saying. It's just the way that everything aligns. I know. No, it is. It's, I'm, no, mm. I'm just mildly jealous because on my Wednesday and Friday, I've I won't be doing that. I'll be <laughs> doing my course. Anyway, all right, that's good. So our guest today is the person who offered this treatment to us and I uh, think I might have to look into how we get to do it after this record. So unfortunately we got the order around the wrong way but here she is. Hello ladies, thank you for having me here. Yeah, my name is Sarah Adele and it is quite hard to articulate what I do. That's why I was like we really should try to organise a session before we meet. Um, (laughs) What I describe what I do at the moment is integrative awakened movement. So I've been a movement professional for like 20 years. I was a professional dancer and then I evolved into the, you know, the Pilates and the yoga. And then I just started to see this missing void. I'd been in my Pilates studio teaching Pilates and I could just see that my clients, like, they needed shavasana. <laughs> they needed to breathe. But Pilates is about activation. Like, no, I want to work out. I want to tone. I want this. I want that. And I could see that they needed anything but what they were doing. Yeah. And then I'd be in my yoga studio and I'd be teaching yoga. And then I'd be like, you guys need to know what true core activation is. Like you need a little bit more awareness of, you know, you know your alignment. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a yogi. I don't do Pilates. Everyone was so resistant to what they needed. It's interesting, isn't it, though, because we often don't know what we know and do we know better? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, oh, that's what you were talking about. And yeah. so tell us a little bit more about then what is integrative awakened movement exactly? Yeah, well, integrative awakened movement is what I offer at my little boutique studio now, and mm. it's it's integrative. It's basically based on upon what people need. So on the surface, it looks like you know a bit of a Pilates class mixed with yoga, mixed with yin, mixed with you know energy work. So you've taken all the good bits and turned it into a new thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it is a, a new thing, but it's it's filling the void. Yeah. Between exercise and then like rehabilitation or treatment. I, there's this massive yeah, void of awareness yeah. of what 
people really should know, but they don't. Mm. But we know how to exercise and we know how to do a strong workout, but we've forgotten how to be. So we go from like, not enough, and we're sitting here and we've, you know, oh, my posture's bad. And then we go, oh, I need to sit up straight. So we go too much. And then we go from not enough to too much. Mm. Yeah. And then when I show people how to be, they're like, but I'm not doing anything. I can't feel anything. I'm like, <laughs> you're not meant to. <laughs> That's what it feels like when you're aligned. Yeah. That's what it feels like when you're just being. But we, we, we don't know what that is anymore. Yeah. And it we is. wonder why we're so tired and stressed and overwhelmed. Mm. Well, I mean, look, I might have stayed up late watching TV. So right. I have something to do what with What was it? your posture while you were watching it? Prone on the couch. <laughs> sitting up on the couch. I was. It wasn't actually that bad. I um, definitely could be in worse positions. But how much is this to do with the physical and then how much is this to do with our emotional health? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And I guess that's what I love to remind people of how interconnected it is. So if I'm meeting a new client, I'll, you know, I'll say to them, try to feel angry for me. Mm-hmm. And then, but you can't scrub your face and you can't clench your fists and you can't tighten your chest. And they'll be like, oh, so that's a really good entry-level way to show people of the interconnectedness of our emotions and, you know, our physical body. Mm, Yeah, anger is the one that everyone goes to, isn't it? I love, though, that you found this gap because, like you say, I think we get program to like, oh, you've got to find the thing that resonates with you. So, you know, and you've got to find the person that resonates with you with the thing. So you might like yoga, but you go to one place and you don't really like the class because the teacher was a bit loud or or whatever. Mm. Or same with Pilates. I mean, I remember I went to the first time I tried Pilates, the first time I tried Pilates, I was super lucky because my next door neighbor was a retired GP who started teaching Pilates and Mm -hmm. she was brilliant. But the second time I went to one of the like group Pilates and I was so worried I was just going to fall off the reformer Yeah, because the person at the front of the room, I was pretty sure wasn't necessarily trained in exactly all the Pilates (laughs) skills you needed to really make the most of it. So uh, honestly, I was like, everyone else here is really into this, but I am spending 90% of my time making sure I'm balancing on the reformer and not falling off. Yeah, and you're scared, (laughs) like you're worried. and Yeah. So it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? I love that you say that. There's a lot of defeating the purpose going on. And I do what I was, you know, going to offer you guys. It's, it's I call it a mind body discovery session. Oh, I really want to do this. All yeah, right, go on. Yeah, take we us, might do it. Take this, us through what we would have done. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so, I'll give you an example. I'm so glad that you guys can see me here because this is honestly what people do. Like, there was a lady once and she came in and she was like this. And for those listening at home, I'm sitting here with my shoulders up to my oh, ears. Yeah. And yeah, she was clenched. She's like, yeah, clenched. And she's like, just come from yin yoga. <laughs> Just come from yin yoga with my ears attached Touching to my, my shoulders. Yes. I feel so relaxed. It's just amazing. I feel great. So we're completely uncomfortable. We've got mm. this subconscious stress within our body that we are not even aware of until we let it go. And that's what we do in the session. So we're like this. And then I'll say, how are you feeling? Yeah, great. And you go, oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah. No, I actually, I love to do it with partners because then you get to observe, like, you know, you would be sitting there looking at Nat and Nat's like, yeah, I'm great. And then you can see that she's anything but great, but she doesn't realise it and vice versa. So, but otherwise I'll take pictures of the the client. the posture, yeah. Yeah, so they can look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I thought I was comfortable. Yeah. Then I'll do like, I'll decompress your spine, like, so create space. Mm -hmm. But this is the, the most important bit 
I believe. Sit up straight before you carry on because I just realised how slouchy I was. Yep, go on. Sorry, <laughs> my Sarah. ears down from my shoulders. From That's my right. I know. Roll, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to roll my shoulders back. Okay, <laughs> carry on. Um, but what it is is once they're there, they think they're relaxed. Yeah. And, and it, bring the awareness to your pelvis is a really important thing. So I do this funny image and I'll say, pretend you've got a clock on your pelvis and your belly button is 12 o'clock and your pubic bone is 6 o'clock. So they're like this. Mm. And then I'll say, if I popped an imaginary marble in between those two points, where do you think your marble would be rolling? And sometimes they, it's completely to 12 and they'll say 6 and that shows how disconnected they are. Yeah. But generally it's 12. And they think they're completely comfortable in this position. So if you can see me, they're like this. They're in this tuck. Yeah, she, yeah, for you playing along at home in podcast land, she's gone back into the everything's <laughs> ears and shoulders touching. Yeah, posture. we're in this, mm. this tuck mm. and we think it's normal until we let it go. Mm. But that's where there's this amazing muscle that you might know about called your psoas. Have you heard of your psoas? Alice. So it's spelled P-S-O-A-S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this muscle, like it starts in your lower back, it's really deep, it stabilizes your spine, it comes down your back, it wraps around deep within your bottom and it inserts into the front of the hip. So it stabilizes your spine, it lifts your legs up and down. That's physical. Mm. But in terms of our like emotional body, whenever we're anxious or stressed or worried, that psoas contracts, Contracts. grips and contracts. So if we're in a a life-threatening situation, it's our psoas that will go and propel us forward. Or if we need to crouch down and protect ourselves into fetal position, it grips Mm. and it takes us straight up into that sympathetic nervous system. But you know how you were talking about defeating the purpose? That's what's happening. Women have got this subconscious clutch and clench happening deep within that mm. they don't even realize, and they're stuck in their sympathetic nervous system. It's like, I've got to go to Pilates, I've got to go to yoga, <laughs> and they're up here. They don't need to do that. They actually need to let go mm. of that subconscious clutching, clenching first. Yep. Remember what it feels like to be. Remember how to breathe, because you can't breathe properly when no. you've got that tuck. Yep. But, yeah, there's so much defeating the purpose going on. Mm. And it's, you know, even Pilates teachers, because we're told when we teach Pilates to imprint. Yes. And to scoop and to tuck. Yeah. We never get told how to relax, to let the belly expand. We don't get told how to relax the pelvic floor. We don't get taught about the yin and the fascia. And there's these basic things that we're all missing. Yeah. I'm glad you talked about breath because as a voice user and when I coach newbies, the first thing I always talk about is breath because mm. if you don't have breath, you don't have voice. Yes. And But your breath and your voice are totally connected to the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you need to look at when you stand up to talk, whether it's you're presenting or you're talking on a podcast or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. is whether your knees are locked. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird thing because I reckon 99% of people walk around or stand around with their knees locked. And it just, the whole body is then just like, mm-hmm. let's go. There's no fluidity to it. It's funny that you say that. When yeah. my singing teacher used to teach me breath and she, she used to make me sit there and for like 20 minutes mm. practice like visualization of breath. I used to think, what the f- Freaking hell, is this got to do with my... Just let me sing already. Mm. <laughs> That's a skill that you take into life Absolutely. with you. It's so interesting though. But as a, you know, 15-year-old, I no, don't yeah. sit there and breathe. None Who of it makes to any do sense. That? It doesn't make any sense. But, but breath, even, you know, when it comes to all that stuff, but anxiety and all the movement stuff that you do, if you're not breathing, you can't... 
<laughs> you can't do it. But I do love that when you're doing yoga or Pilates or gym or whatever, how often is the person who's with you saying, don't forget to breathe? Mm. Like what is it about us that we go, oh, well, we I need that, we that tension. Very tense as well and it just becomes normal. Mm. Even sometimes, I don't know if you've ever noticed, when you have a massage and you're holding your breath when it gets into the gritty bits <laughs> and they're like, you need to breathe now. And yeah. you're like, it's just it I'm saving. It's, it's a fight or flight response. You're trying to keep yourself safe. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily help us as we're learning. No. When it comes to our stress levels, well, what's the worst thing that we can do for our stress levels? Ugh. It's a leading question, I know, because you, you've written here and in, in some of the notes that you talked about not sucking in our tummies. And I was mm-hmm. like, how? what's that got to do with being the worst thing that we can do for our stress levels? Yeah, beautiful. Well, it's, it's basically the, the stress response. So we're sucking, like, breath, like... <laughs> When we breathe, ideally, the, as you know, the diaphragm compresses, the belly rises, and the pelvic floor relaxes. And then as you exhale, the diaphragm lifts, the deep abdominals pull in, and the pelvic floor returns to its natural state. So it's just a natural function, just like a heartbeat. But you say that, but a lot of people are aren't aware it. of it. They're it's not. just an awareness thing. And sometimes when you're standing up, you can't feel that movement very easily in your body. So you need to lie on the floor, basically, to be able to access just some of the feeling of it. But anyway, sorry. Continue. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and so many women will not. Like the hardest thing for women to do is to let their belly relax. As a woman, really? they don't like to do it. So when the, the stomach's like obviously pulling in, you know, the breath is shallow, but it's that same stress response, that same clutch of the psoas that just takes us straight up into that Mm. sympathetic nervous system. And we're up here and we're wondering why we're exhausted. We're wondering why we can't create. We're wondering why things aren't working the way they should. And, you know, I had clients come in and go, I'm going to the gym every day and I'm eating clean and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I just can't lose the weight. It's (laughs) because like, go, 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 do, do, do. And they're stuck here. So, you know, they need to learn how to let go of that subconscious clutching, clenching, remember how to breathe properly and Mm. slow down a little bit, but they don't want to do it. People don't realise that we can achieve so much by slowing down because they think it has to hurt and we have to do and we have to go. Yeah. So how do we find our happy medium then if you're saying that? I know that's not an easy answer because we're all very different individual. Mm -hmm. But for that person that is listening to this saying, that's me, Mm. I know it's me, I don't know where to start, Mm. (laughs) and is less more or more less or? Well, it's it's about honouring your body and going with your cycles, but I think we want to stop defeating the purpose and we want we want to rebalance. We want to let go of everything that we've, you mm. know. <laughs> brought along put, for brought the ride. Along. Yeah. I so think, it's, though, it's much easier for other people to identify what's going on with you, though, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And that's why I've, you know, I've created these sessions because I've seen what's missing in people's awareness and understanding their body. So it's like, you know, they'll come in, they'll realign, they'll understand how to let go of, you know, the subconscious clutching, clenching, They'll learn what true core is. Mm. Like so many people, again, are out there. So many women are out there in their Pilates classes <laughs> and they're doing so much damage to their pelvic floor. They're like, I've gone to core training four times a week. I'm like, what is your core? And they're like, mm. oh, it's like here. Down there. Yeah. Like, something. Well, yes. And Have you something. ever considered your pelvic floor as your core? What? Mm. No. <laughs> I, I think also too, it's difficult because there's so much information out there and it's like the red wine is good for you. 
idea, right? You know, yeah. like the research says red wine is good for you. Mm-hmm. Research says red wine is bad for your heart. Research says red wine is good for digestion. Like it just it just changes all the time and finding the right piece of information at the right time can be really challenging in itself. Exactly. So if you've been told, you know, you need to work on your pelvic floor because you've had a couple of children or a couple mm. of pregnancies or you know, you just have a sedentary job or whatever. Yeah. For someone to then turn around and say to you, actually, you're doing it too much, you'd be like, well, how can there be too much? I mean, really, what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's not about too much. It's about, you know, a lot of women think they're activating their pelvic floor, but they're really squeezing their glutes. Yeah. They're tucking their pelvis and yeah. they're activating their hamstrings. Yeah. So they're actually not, not doing, doing the right it thing. right thing. Yeah. And it's not about what's cool or what information it is. This is just you know, it's not like I'm in reinventing how to breathe. Yeah. It's just people have forgotten mm. how to breathe. Yeah. So it's not a, a special pranayama that's doing this or doing that. This is just when our babies is coming to the world, that's how they're breathing. Mm. So it's nothing, that's what I'm saying. Getting back to basics. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not a fad. It's not yeah. this because we're really good at the fads and yeah. we're really good at the new information, but it's this posture the of The old stuff, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> basic stuff that we don't know and that's it. Like Pilates, we know how to do. We know how to do our hundreds. We know how to do this, but... <laughs> We don't know how to just be. Hundreds are awful. Hey, um, I love that on your website you talk about what the loft is, is the place where you work. And one of the things that you have put in there is a place to embrace your individuality and a place free from comparison. Now, we did a podcast just recently with Melissa Ambrosini about a book she's written called Comparisonitis. And when we spoke to her, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, like definitely can see it's a thing, but I really try to clock myself if I start comparing myself to others. But since then, I've become aware of how prevalent it is, even in my kids. Gosh, we really all suffer from this, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How do you and tackle then, it? Yeah, well, yeah, for me, you know, when I'm working with clients, especially uh, stretching is a great one because so many people stretch, but they try too hard. Right. So, um, oh, then the next year's more bendy. <laughs> That'll be you because you're really yeah, bendy. bendy <laughs> yes, but is that what you mean? You're looking at someone else getting into a position and you're like, I can do this too. Yeah, but you and really like, can't. <laughs> <laughs> or it takes people straight back to like, remember the stretch test at school? And it's like, and they'd bring them the ruler. Do you remember ever yes, doing that? Yes. And that, yeah. So people just go, oh, stretch, oh, and they just force and they try rather than allowing. <laughs> so I encourage people to close their, their eyes. It's like, close your eyes, allow your body to guide you into what's right for you. And just accept where that is. And with your eyes closed, you can't compare, you know, and even just when people have got a problem, like, okay, so let's take away comparison. Mm -hmm. Let's take away expectation. Let's take away timeframes. Do you still have a problem? Like, no. It's like, oh, we've placed that. It's everything we place upon things Mm -hmm. ourselves that create, you know, the problems. I've got a question. You'd said at the beginning, this is something that you had noticed in clinical practice or in, you know, with your clients. Mm -hmm. But was there a story also for you that allowed you to see these things? Like, I feel like we've all, again, we can't see what we don't Mm -hmm. know until we know it. Mm -hmm. What was your story? Was there something behind, more behind that? Or it was just purely what you just kept seeing over and over again? I've got a story about like surrender, trust and, you know, letting time do its thing. Yeah, Yeah. I'll tell you about that one. But yeah, more so in the clients, just, I just Mm. saw them all. They're like, yes, they're up here. Yes, I'm working out. Yes, it's good. Yes, it's good. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I just want you to slow down a little bit and just learn this. But 
Yeah, I guess, yeah. So the for me, the the story that encouraged me to really sort of just embrace more surrender and trust was, yeah, so the website you're looking at, that's my old business. I've got a new website launching in about a week, which is exciting. So Studio Samsara used to be three big things, you know, big yoga studio, big Pilates and yoga studio reformer, and then a, a dance studio with like 500 children. Wow. Yes. And um, basically, to, oh, how do I say this? So I was, the studio, the dance studio I was selling. Mm-hmm. We could go into details, but we won't. That's fine. To cut that, a long story enough, short, yeah. <laughs> it was a very awkward situation. It's like, oh my God. So I was put in the position of, do I fight or do I surrender? <laughs> and it was that like... knows some things about that situation. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm just waiting. To yeah. For some words and it was listening. like, do I fight? Do I surrender? And I was like, oh my God. And anyway, so it was just, when I found out what was happening, I just vomited. It was a horrible situation. And then it was just like, oh my gosh. And I ended up going to, you know, the Boho Lux Festival? In Melbourne, anyway, I just do. Randi- we need to go. Is it still a thing? I think it, I'm not sure. I think it might have changed the name. But anyway, anyway, randomly signed up for this life path reading. Mm. Just thought, mm, okay, I was in this. Yep, and I sat down, and the woman had her eyes closed. I thought she'd fallen asleep. She just <laughs> sat there. She's like, and I was like, <clears throat> and I really thought she'd fallen asleep. And then she just looked at me. And she goes, "You've just got to let it go." And I'm like, <laughs> "Holy." I'm like, okay, decision was made up. And at this stage, this was like sacrificing a lot of money, (laughs) 10 years of blood, sweat and tears, and yeah, basically uprooting or changing our whole life. So it was just like, wow. So I did it and I surrendered. And then I thought teaching in yoga, I surrender, (laughs) trust, let time do its thing. Yeah, but that's okay for half an hour in the studio. Yeah, exactly. That's not like your whole whole life and your livelihood and everything else. So yeah, see why you would have been a little bit concerned. Oh, exactly. So yeah, I did it. And it was just like, whoa, it was massive. And then, yeah, that's what you do. You you know, you surrender and you you trust, you let time do its thing and then. But you surrendered, but it was obviously felt like the right thing to do. Like the minute that you had that permission almost from her, even though you don't necessarily need that, it was enough for you to be able to then embrace that. Well, yeah, I think it was confirmation. It was just a little side. Yeah, it it, it did not feel like the right thing to do, but I think that's it. So that wasn't on the cards before that conversation with her? Well, you know, the logical thing to do, it's like as if you could surrender that. That's like... That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. yes. But anything that is good in this world, it's not really logical or practical. No. <laughs> and I love too that you <laughs> you sat down and you were like trying to get her attention. So she knew. She was like, "This, she's impatient. <laughs> she is impatient and she wants an answer quickly and I'm going to make her suffer. Yeah. And mm. that's a good, ex- the whole surrender thing. Like I love guiding people through, you know, a yin shape because they're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Mm. But then when you say, no, you're not doing anything, Mm. but you're actually letting your body do what your body knows how to do. Mm. So, you know, when you're in a yin shape, you're you're putting positive stress into the joint and then your body goes, cool, let's create a phase change. Let's start to produce hyaluronic acid. Let's, you know, get the fibroblasts and everything working, reorganizing collagen fibers, rebuilding and generate the ligament tissue. We don't need to know that, but it's just like when we actually let our bodies do its thing, they're Mm. pretty amazing. But we keep trying, we keep trying, we never allow. There's a really interesting thing that you can do with breathing that's like that and it's so simple and it's just focusing on the in-breath but not forcing it because when we breathe, especially if we're performing or we're talking in front of someone, a bit anxious, any of that stuff, we're like, okay, I'm just got to breathe, you know. But 
if you just breathe out and then wait until, you know how you have the four stages of breathing. So mm-hmm. you breathe in, there's that moment where your body goes, mm-hmm. okay, now I need to breathe out. You're at the top and yeah. now we're going down That's to the right. Bottom. So if you just actually let yourself, you know, get to the bottom, breathe out, and when you're ready, breathe just in naturally breathe in, it calms you down like immediately because it's like you've surrendered to what your body needs yeah, to do. Yeah, you're letting your body tell yeah. you. It's like breathe in. We go breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Yes. And I'm really yeah. anxious though when I listen it. to someone tell me to breathe. Like I, I am, listen, I, I am. Say, no, I do. I get really anxious because I'm like, but your breath is not what my breath is and you're yeah. making me breathe. Yes. It just feels like it's too fast or too slow. Yes. And I get really anxious. Yeah, <laughs> so just that's, let it go. Yeah, so that's essentially no one should do anything, but ideally you guide them and then, mm. you know, explore how much space in between you have. Right. Mm. You see, yes. and that's what's happening in group classes. We're all like, we're becoming yes. carbon mm. copies of each other because like, they're that telling me to breathe. I yeah. have to breathe now. I yeah. have to breathe. Do you see, that is a perfect example of what's happening when we're in a group class. It's not allowing the individual to do what's right. Right. Mm. Yeah, I always have to just be like, okay, stop talking to me. Let me just do this breath part and then I'll listen to you again in a minute. <laughs> but that, that's what it should be. I love that you see that. Because it's very silly. very anxious. But did you know that you were talking about yin positions has the same impact as acupuncture. So it does exactly oh. the same, yeah, within the body in terms you of, go. you know, what you're talking the about, the yeah. fascia and the fibres and the, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it has exactly the same um, response. There so you there you go. go. I like that. Yep, now yep. I don't have a job. <laughs> oh, you've just given it away to all the yoga <laughs> no, teachers. You know, it's so funny. You can tell someone a thousand times over to go and do yin yoga. They won't do it. They won't do it. They exactly. Won't do it. But they don't need to go to a yin yoga class. Yeah. They just saying. need to realize what's happening. Mm. Yes. And people say to me, you're so bad at marking your business. I'm like, I don't want them to come to me. Yeah. We should, we, if we breathe properly, mm. we don't need to go to an exercise class because when we breathe, your core's expanding and contracting all day. When you breathe, your pelvis is gently tilting forward and back. So you, you don't you won't get back pain. You'll have a strong core. <laughs> yeah. Get out in the garden. There's so much we can do. But yin, do it at home. Or you once you understand what you need, like the basic things, because everyone's doing yang, like they're trying too hard. They don't even know what yin is. But once you realize it's sort of like Goldilocks, not too little, not too much, just right. Yeah. Hold like for three to five minutes, understand what's happening. You don't need to go to a class. But you've got, oh my neck. Ah, okay, listen, what does it need? And mm. I, I describe your fascia like a cobweb that goes through your whole body. And then think of what your fascia would look like if you're, you know, sitting here at the desk all day. Ugh. Be very rounded, like compressed and dry and brittle. And then we go, oh, I need to stretch. And then your fascia yeah. goes, uh-uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stretch. You've had me in this position tissue. for way too long. I've like coiled right in. Exactly. And you think they a quick two-second yeah. stretch is going to change it. But, yeah, they don't need to go to a yin class. No. They just need to realise, mm. be introduced to a yin approach. Yes. And to give themselves three minutes before they go to sleep to do it. Mm. Very, very important. But I think we've lost this part of ourselves. Like that's what you've identified is mm. that we've really lost this part of being able to listen to what our body needs, mm-hmm. but then fill that space in between as well. And I think you're right. We've had it ingrained in us that we have to move a certain way yeah. at a certain time mm. in a certain like situation, like a group class or whatever that looks like when it doesn't necessarily mm. need to be like that. So no. I think I love that and I love the idea of surrender and just letting things flow as they should. I think too, part of the problem we have presently and, you know, we here at the Wellness Collective 
maybe uh, contributing to it in some way, is there's so many ideas. Like I was saying a little bit before about the red wine thing, you know, you sort of go like manifesting. Okay, so I'm putting out there what I want. Now I'm surrendering. So I'm not putting out what I want. I'm surrendering <laughs> to what's going to happen. So, you know, trying to come up with the right thing at the right time. It's a confusing world we live in, but I really like this idea that you give yourself permission to just accept what's happening and to listen to someone like yourself who can say, hey, I can see this in your body and what happens if we do this or that? Yeah, what, but... What, it, you know, what's yeah. the outcome? It's about them. It's about... Yeah. yeah. And, you know, where we're, there is, there's so much information out there. It's yeah. so overwhelmed. Yeah. And then when we're coming from this, like, really disconnected sort of <laughs> imbalanced place, it's like, no wonder we feel so overwhelmed. So, yeah. again, yeah, I love the fact that you're saying this because you're really helping me identify the fact that it's got nothing to do with exercise and it's not a cool new idea about anything. It's just that there is so much of that and we've forgotten just these. Yeah, the basics. We've just forgotten how to be. Mm. So I'm not teaching you anything. I'm just reminding <laughs> you, <laughs> Remind how, to, you how to be yeah. and it's not going to get out of fashion. No, being is not ever going to be out no. of fashion. We all like being. Uh-huh. Hey, um, <laughs> I don't get a choice on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did think it was interesting last year that when we were in lockdown, wherever you were in the world, yeah. that the one thing that you could do was exercise. And so I think for a lot of people, their mindset towards that exercise shifted dramatically because when that was the only thing that could get them out of the house and a walk around the block was like the thing you looked forward to, <laughs> yeah, it just really was kind of transformative. But then, of course, you know, once lockdown finished and the world sort of cranked back to a little bit the way it was previously, wherever you are, then all the other things have taken over again. Mm. And that walk around the block feels like a special uh, and something that you put on the back burner because mm-hmm. there's too many other things that are pressing. Yeah, absolutely. Prioritise these things, though. It's so important that we do. I went for a walk around the block the other day to get some flowers for my mum. I got home and my husband was like, where did you go? You've gone a long time. <laughs> just come for a walk around the block. <laughs> I just loved that time waking up in the morning. I love to get up and just, you know, have my coffee in peace and yes. do my thing without the kids, like, you know, waking up. And then now it just, like, why does it not feel the same? But it's because we didn't have to do the eight till nine sort of travel to school. So I had that extra hour and it was like, oh, that's what I miss. Mm, (laughs) I just wish you could blink and they were there. We can recreate these things that we miss. Can we? Yes, of course Can we just say to our kids, no, you're not going today. We're having a a Zoom school day. (laughs) Well, I don't know. As they get older, it gets a bit easier. They get themselves organised. That's what I'm finding is a bit more like what we had previously experienced. Um, I would like to... Let our listeners know where they can look at your work and everything that you do. What's your website or Instagram? Yeah, beautiful. My Instagram is I am Sarah Adele. The I am, it sounds very, I'm like, oh, I couldn't just have Sarah Adele, but that stands for the Integrative Awaken Movement. And I have a new website that should be live by the time this goes to air, and that is sarahadele.com.au. Exciting. Perfect. Hey, Cecilia, before we go and we let Sarah go, um... <laughs> We don't have any new reviews. I know, right? No pressure, people. But um, we do love to read them and we do love you giving us feedback about (laughs) which was your favourite episode or what you liked or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So if you need a lesson on how to do do a review, maybe we could just do an episode (laughs) on how to do a review. (laughs) Oh, dear. Also, I just got a message from a friend of mine through Instagram saying, ooh, that episode looks controversial, the one we did with Simon Hill. So... 
Maybe you could write a review about how controversial that was. Was that controversial? I don't feel like it was, but that's no. interesting. That was her observation. Mm. Anyway. Plant talk. Well, anyway, Ooh. you can go back All and the big issues. Yes, all the big things. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are again. Yes. Time to say goodbye. Yes. Thank mm. you so much, Sarah, for joining us in the studio in real life. We're still not quite used to having guests no, in really real not. life, are we? We used no. to being in each other's, you know, space. But yes. Yeah. Yes. But thank you so much for making the trek to the studio. (laughs) No worries. Thank you for having me. And until next time, we hope this episode has you left you feeling... Has you left you. Has you left you feeling happier. I need to do some breathing. (laughs) We hope this episode has left you feeling happier. Healthier. And better. Do you want to do it again? No. Listener.